0: Welcome back to another episode of the Edspective Podcast. I am your host, Little Jared, joined by my co-host, Big Jared, and we've got an exciting lineup of guests today. I'm going to hand it over to you, Michael, to talk about the subject matter as well as the awesome people that are joining us.
1: Yeah, first of all, how's it going? How are things over in East Tennessee?
0: Oh, man, if it got any better, it would... It just wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be fair. Honestly, I actually, I, I did my whole morning um, was pretty thrown off because somehow back in the day when I was in a, print, a principal of an elementary school, I could get nearly 500 kids from point A to point B like clockwork, like a well oiled machine, but I can't get a five and a six year old to elementary school on time. For, for whatever reason I don't care if I get up four o'clock in the morning so I'm, you're
1: I'm getting older and kind of you know slowing down takes a that, little while to get started
0: yeah in uh, my my patience is better that's good that's
1: good <laughs> well, I had a great morning uh yeah not a lot going on around here uh I'm trying out I've told you about this maybe we can get a sponsorship out of this I have a self-heating coffee mug, uh, which I know Jared's probably rolling his eyes right now because he makes fun of me. But
0: all the way to the back of my head, I look possessed. Right?
1: <laughs> Ember, Ember, self-warming coffee mug. Go, go get one. I won one. I'll, I'll just say I didn't buy this one. I won it in a drawing. It's the first drawing
0: I've ever won in my entire life. Uh, but pretty great. Well, what kind of say, I'm, listeners? I'm sick of hearing about the Ember mug. Number one, <laughs> number two, this, this completely. It defies your traveling um the the trinkets you bring back you know everybody travels they've got something yeah. but you bring back a mug correct year you travel You're like you've got this big thing on yep. your wall it looks real cool so i mean what's the point of that now
1: well what's i guess cool? the good so i buy coffee mugs anytime i go to like a notable location like the grand canyon or rocky mountain national park or the library of congress or whatever uh so i guess the good thing is and i've got a wall of these mugs and i have a long-term plan to just have this room it's just a, a room of mugs um, you don't use. yeah but i was gonna say the good thing is i don't have to wash them like they're always clean they're always all on display so that's the that's a good thing
0: so, anyways anyway, let's get on the topic well i, I was gonna, gonna say w- mugs on my nerves
1: yeah well, one thing you need uh for our topic today is great coffee and that's uh, effective professional learning. Uh, any Anytime you're sitting in a professional development, professional learning, always nice to have a hot cup of coffee. So today uh, we are joined by Annie and Litzy from Rivet Education and we're gonna let uh, them introduce themselves in just a second and tell us about their organization and, and how they're shaking up the professional learning marketplace. So uh, excited for this conversation. Annie and Litzy, welcome to the, welcome to the program. And uh, Annie, why don't you get us started? Tell us about yourself and uh, then we'll let Litzy go and and learn a little bit more.
2: Hi everyone. And I'm going to need the backstory on why y'all are big versus little Jared um, later (laughs) on. But uh, (laughs) um, I'm Annie Morrison. I'm a co-founder of Rivet Education. Uh, Prior to forming uh, Rivet with my partner, Litzy, I was with the Louisiana Department of Education for seven years uh, serving as their director of communications. And so I had the opportunity to um, be a part of many of our strategic reform efforts as a, as a state um, and help devise a lot of the communication strategies behind them. Um, the one really that kind of sparked the uh, creation of Rivet around is the work around our curriculum adoption and implementation and professional learning work. Um, and prior to joining Rivet, I have served in uh, working for different nonprofits at both the charter school and uh, education sectors. Um, so that's a little bit about me, and I'll let Litsy
3: introduce Great. herself.
1: Yeah, Litsy, welcome to the program.
3: Thanks for having me. Um, and I have to say, I like immediately Googled this Ember Mug thing, which I had not heard of. <laughs> but I love I'm like a little bit of a coffee fiend and I don't like drinking lukewarm coffee and yes. so I am for sure going to get one of these mugs. So thank you, Jared.
1: Yes, 145 um, degree, 145 degrees for a solid 90 minutes. It's amazing.
0: How, how does it? it take you people to drink coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs>
2: Jared, she drinks, she's fancy. She drinks out of a French press and she drinks like seven cups. So it's a lot. <laughs> okay. But those. that's the
1: great thing about, you know, French press, it gets cool so fast. So like this can keep it, you know, it'll warm it back up. All right. has one of those too.
0: See, I think it's, it's- <laughs> <laughs> I think there is this coffee snob contingent out there that yes y'all probably do need the amber you need your little french <laughs> press i'm very satisfied with my k-cups my folgers k-cups no less so yeah all right can i <laughs> l- l- let's let's get to um professional development and just to frame this up because i think every educator deals with this in some way whether you your administrator or, or a classroom teacher or even in central office and I just want to know what in the world did we do I, I, I know I was still I'm old enough to remember these days but my goodness what did we do uh, during boring professional development before our phones and tablets you know that at least you can work or email or ebay or something uh, but that's one of the the most torturous memories I have of a young educator sitting through a six hour day of PD that was just grueling. And obviously no one had sifted through the PD before they, or, or analyzed it before they uh, brought it to our school. So uh, let me just, see, uh, talk to me about how you can help people understand what would be engaging PD, not just the content, like, is there a way that you also talk about um, presenters as well?
3: Yeah. And so, Jared, that's, you know, your, your story there really resonates with me. I, I started my career as a seventh grade math and science teacher uh, Ooh, in the Bay me Area. Too. Me too. Yeah. Middle school. Um, and I sat through so much bad PD, um, which was particularly unfortunate because, especially as a new teacher, I really needed that additional support. Um, And, you know, I was writing my lesson plans from scratch and my unit plans from scratch and my long-term plans from scratch and my assessments from scratch every single, you know, day or week. Um, And I was totally overwhelmed. And then on top of it was spending additional time in, let's be honest, pretty bad professional learning. Um, So at a time I needed good professional development the most, that's not what I was receiving. Um, and so that story really resonates with me, and, and it's part of why I'm so passionate about this topic. Um, and then we, you know, I also um, worked at the Louisiana Department of Ed. That's that's how I know Annie. Um, and we just saw from our work there that the um, instruction materials can have a big impact. And I know you guys have both talked on this about this on your podcast a whole bunch, um, but that implementation really matters. And so when I think about what is good professional learning. Um, part of that for me is that it is tied to the materials that teachers are using in their classroom every day. So you can be using a great curriculum. You can be using something that's green on ed reports, but if teachers and leaders haven't had the support that they need to use those materials sort of as intended um, to, to the maximum benefit of their students, then they're just going to fall short and not have the, the desired impact. So. That is the piece of professional learning that we at Rivet focus most on. Um, I'm not saying by the way that I think that curriculum aligned professional development is the only kind of professional development that that teachers need. I mean, I certainly needed a whole bunch of support around things like classroom management and social emotional learning when I was a teacher. Um, But we think that a foundational component of the kind of support that teachers need is professional learning that focuses on helping teachers effectively use the materials that they've they've been asked to use in their classrooms every single day. Um, yeah. and so that's really the foundation of Rivet's process.
0: Yeah. Where were y'all oh. 20 years ago when I when I started <laughs> <laughs> <in> my career? <laughs>
1: so, in a previous episode, we talked about the work that happened in Louisiana during both of y'all's tenure at the Department of Education there. And I'm just curious, um, Annie, maybe I'll direct this question to you. Uh, as you think about the, the, maybe talk a little bit about the, gu- the guide that was published last fall. And then what's been, I guess, the reception from state level leaders or folks who are, are, are shaping policy across the country about professional learning?
2: Yeah, so um, in Louisiana, uh, we published a professional learning vendor guide Um, because once we had identified high quality materials in our state and our districts had really adopted it across the board, things were improving initially, but then things started to stagnate. And when we looked, we realized, oh my gosh, our teachers just don't, haven't received the right training to do this. And it wasn't of no fault of them or their school leaders. They just weren't curriculum experts, which is understandable. Like, you know, that's just not, uh, you know, expected uh, skill set for most educators is to be sure. an expert on any given product. And so we created the guides to point them to people across the country who could help them and that were curriculum experts. And so when Lizzie and I formed in Privet, we realized there was no national uh, version of the Louisiana PD vendor guide. So there was no, like, like ed reports identifies high quality instruction materials. There was no like sister organization that was then, identifying those organizations that provided like really good curriculum aligned PL. So let And I said, well, we did this in Louisiana. It seemed to work pretty good. Let's give it a go nationally. Um, wow. And so we launched the professional learning partner guide last August. And essentially what it is, it's a list of um, it's a free tool, actually a free list of those organizations that provide the best curriculum aligned professional learning in the country. And so we spent a lot of time talking to district leaders, the PL providers themselves, and a lot of like education support organizations on what constitutes as really good, high quality curriculum line professional learning and across all phases of that work. So curriculum line PL shouldn't just happen on like launch. Like it shouldn't just happen like a a couple workshops to help teachers understand their new materials. It's ongoing. So we look at like adoption, launch, ongoing for teachers and ongoing for leaders. And we established like our scoring and evidence guide across all of those phases. And we use that as the basis of our evaluation of PL providers. Um, and so any, the organizations that like make it through our evaluation process are featured in the guide. Um, and actually last week we updated the guide and so we now have 29 providers across the country um, that provide um, curriculum line services on 70% of green rated uh, curricula in ed reports. So our goal is to get to 100 so that all green curricula are represented by at least one organization in our guide. And currently all 50 states um, have service providers in our guide as well. The majority of the organizations that are in our, in our guide service um, or say that they are willing to service all 50 states, which is great. Um, in terms of reception from states, Um, it's been really nice so far. You know, we have states like Wisconsin that we've created a state-specific version of the PLPG for them that we just launched last week. Um, we have states like, um, Massachusetts, um, and Rhode Island that are pointing their districts to our guide as, like, the go-to place, and that's, like, officially, like, it's considered, like, their state list. Um, and then we just have, like, other states across the country that are just starting to use this, um. And, you know, so I think the reception has been really good so far. And we're, you know, continuing to do a lot of like marketing out there. You know, joining you guys today is also another great way just to let people know that this free tool exists.
0: I like the word free in just about anything um, except advice. So uh, I appreciate the fact that y'all have uh, created this resource. But something that Litzy said, reminded me of, of my experiences early on she said that she was a teacher that needed some support and uh, I think all of us need support when we get in the field but I was one of those folks that was like uh-uh, I don't need it. I grew up in the house of an educator fourth generation educator I'm awesome at this uh, I thought I was awesome at student teaching and the longer I win in my career just the more awesome I thought I was and so uh but I there was definitely some areas of improvement I needed in multiple facets of my career and when you you are uh, categorizing and identifying these different professional developments is there any thought towards what level of teacher that's receiving this um the, the pd is it just sort of for middle of the road is it for teachers that need extra attention is it for teachers that have been in the business 30 years and they can still learn i mean i loved your comment let's about you'll know, make it applicable to what they're doing in the classroom i think that's huge is it or is it just about content and delivery and either one feel free to jump in there
3: Yeah, so I would say that it's the the professional learning partners whom we highlight in the guide. And again, those are partners who have passed our our rigorous selection process. Um, They uh, meet the needs of a variety of different kinds of educators. And so the idea is that a district who is um, either implementing a new high quality instruction material for the first time let's say you know for example they just they just purchased DKLA or a district who purchased DKLA a few years ago but is seeing that their teachers need some more support both their new teachers and their veteran teachers to really get the most out of those materials the PL providers in our guide are equipped to meet the needs of a diverse set of teachers Um, And so the idea is that you would partner with one of the, a district would partner with one of the providers in our guide and go into a district and say, okay, what are we seeing here? You know, What elements of implementation are teachers struggling with? Um, Some of those may be new teachers, some of those may be veteran teachers, um, but the idea is that they would go into their classrooms and, and figure out what additional support those teachers need to get the most sort of bang for their buck on using those high quality instruction materials for the benefit of their students.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. You mentioned CKLA. My wife um, works in the district as an administrator, and she loves CKLA. If, if we ever have another child, we, it will be named CKLA. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I think what you what
1: you said, um, and both of you touched on this, you know, Ed Report sort of came on the scene and started um rating curricula a few years ago and then i think it's a very natural progression to have a a similar uh type system for rating the professional learning that accompanies the, the high quality materials and so uh seems like a great uh resource i'm curious if if and i'll i guess open this up to either of you um do you have a feel for usage in terms of uh views or or specific um Places in the country that seem to be accessing the guide more than others. I don't know. I'm just curious what kind of feel you have for reception beyond uh, just the engagement you mentioned with a couple of states.
2: Yeah, so you know, usage just overall is like picking up. I think you know we intentionally did a soft launch of the guide in August um, because for a number of factors that I just won't get into, but also just like mainly the timing wasn't right. Like districts aren't making. PL decisions yeah. once school started, like that, those decisions are already made. But we just last week, this was kind of our big official launch. And so I think we're going to significantly with our, all of our marketing efforts going to see um, some increased usage. I think we, you know, we're getting some media attention about it. You know, Ed Week has done a blog post on it. Um, so We're working with other reporters right now to like help us get the word out and do some coverage of it. Um, in terms of states, so um, we can look at that. Um, and so I know like there are several states like um, Rhode Island and Massachusetts in particular, because they currently are pointing their districts to our tool. We've seen an uptick in um, use of the guide in those states, also Texas, although Lissy is convinced that maybe a lot of those visits are her own.
3: of <laughs> a guide
2: as she lives in Austin. Um, but I think, you know, we're, I mean, Texas has doing some really great work around, uh, you know, putting a stake in the ground around Curriculum Align um, and Curriculum Instructional Materials in general and Curriculum Align PL. So I think we're seeing you know, an uptick there. Um, and we ask the providers themselves to help us promote. Um, and they've been doing a really great job of that too. And just like getting the word out about this free tool. Because again, like we all have a common interest, whether you're like a competing PL provider or not. At the end of the day, we all have the same common goal of making sure that teachers have like access to great materials and the training on how to use them well. um and so like we we all benefit as many when districts can have access to this tool
1: yeah that's great yeah i saw a post i think it was from maybe amplify the other day or they were kind of celebrating that they were uh that they had made it into an updated version Mm -hmm. i'm curious you know with the esser funds that are coming out i would assume that people are uh going to be doing a lot of searching for uh professional learning to use some of those funds so would definitely I guess anticipate a lot a lot of folks accessing the the guide over the next few weeks and months as they plan to spend down some of that ESSER money so
3: yeah there's a lot of as you know Jared there's a lot of flexibility in how districts can use those funds Mm -hmm. Um, and certainly one of the things they can use them on is high quality instruction materials and then supporting implementation of that and we just know that that's particularly difficult in this environment, right? So teachers need more support than ever before. I mean, if, if you thought using CKLA was hard before, figuring out how to now do that in a in a fully remote or in a sort of blended environment um, adds an additional layer of complexity. And again, it's just it it's uh, we don't blame districts or and we certainly don't blame teachers for not necessarily having that expertise in house yet. And so they can really benefit from partnering with some organizations out there who really specialize in this work and can help uh, districts or say, say districts from going it alone.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, now's a great
2: time for them to use that money, right? Like cost has been such a prohibitive factor of districts like making a shift to a better like curriculum. And so we're hoping that you know districts across the country really like to your point, Jared, use those funds
0: um, to, to make this big shift now yeah yeah I, yeah I, I think that makes sense man i've all the money that's coming down to districts is unreal between both Esther packages and then even down the road you know potentially another one for districts so uh great opportunity to do some of those th- wish lists kind of things while also having the ability to bring in some really good pd because a lot of times really good pd costs, and you know it should um you get what you pay for so taking advantage of your resource is i think a no-brainer
1: yeah just curious guys as we kind of come to a close here in the next few minutes uh tell us what you have planned uh any uh upcoming, I guess, added features to the guide? What are you thinking about for future versions? Are there th- places you would like to go with the guide or or your organization as a whole, uh, as you guys sort of reflect on the last year? Because I know there's been a lot that's happened in the last 12 months, so.
3: Yeah, it's a great question. In fact, we're in the thick of, of figuring this out now. Um, I mean, our, our goal is really, with this guide is really twofold. So uh, on the demand side, we want to provide districts with helpful support and information that assists them in partnering with professional learning organizations that are of the highest quality. So providing great information to districts about quality. On the supply side, we're also trying to influence the quality of the supply, right? So we're trying to, you know, help PL providers who um, aren't doing great PL by by this definition, do better PL. And we're also helping to, we want to help improve the The quantity of the supply by finding those folks out there who are doing great work in this area and really highlighting them through the guide. So as we think about features for the next version, we're thinking about how can we take those to the next level? How can we provide our users with even better, more helpful, more robust information that assists them in making the right decisions that are that fit their local context? And then how can we continue to influence the supply side of the market so they have more and better high quality options from which to choose. Um, and so we're thinking about things like um, building out the, the expert reviews that we have. Um, Rivet hires educators to do the, the reviews, so they're not done by Rivet staff, we hire practitioners from the field to actually review um, the PL materials and, and rate them. Um, and so we're thinking about building out more robust robust expert reviews We're thinking about including user reviews. We're thinking about building out wraparound tools. Um, and quick plug, I would say if anyone out there is interested in weighing in on this and has opinions on what you would find the most helpful, we are all ears as we, as we think about what the next version of this tool is going to look like.
2: And I would say also like on the supply side, I think, you know, there are places where we think PL providers need to be doing a better job. Quite honestly. Um, I think, um, equity is one of them, and building, like, providing teachers, like, anti-racist services and helping teachers to understand that some of the adjustments or modifications that they may be doing in, like, their day-to-day instruction um, unintentionally, you know, can, like, negatively impact their students, and so we believe PL providers play a role in helping teachers to understand what, like, the impact of this bias may have on children. Um, So that's a place where I think, you know, we're currently putting a little light pressure on field providers by reporting how they provide anti-racist services, but I think that's a place where we want to put more pressure and actually build that into our evaluation tool and start like evaluating them on their effectiveness of doing just that. Um, So that's kind of another way in which we're thinking about how do we have a similar impact that Ed Reports has had on the curriculum marketplace, on the professional learning marketplace as an organization.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, guys, this has been really helpful. And I know um, you know, I, I feel like I mentioned the guide to most district colleagues that I talked to when they're uh thinking about um uh, spending some of this money that they have in their pockets now from the federal government. I was talking to someone the other day that was scrolling through like school buses with Wi-Fi and I was like, Yeah, that's important, but let me tell you about this this organization who can help you with some of your uh professional learning needs and making sure that they're uh, aligned well to your materials. So uh, we, we've certainly appreciated. Yeah. We've appreciated kind of hearing on, on your side of things, how it's going and it's exciting to hear about where things are headed in the future. And um, yeah, we just really appreciate you guys joining us today.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah, we, and it maybe help. Go ahead, let I
1: was
2: just going to say, maybe help mentioning the website to, Your listeners is www.plpartnerguide.org. So that's how you get to the guide.
0: Yeah, and we will we'll include that in the uh, episode description for all you listeners as well. And we owe Annie an explanation. She came into the (laughs) the uh, pre-podcast meeting a little late and wanted to know uh, why we're called Big Jared and Little Jared. Well, I'm going to tell you it's actually based on ego miracle. (laughs) enormous ego and i'm very <laughs> humble right. so that's where it comes from
1: yeah also when we stand next to each other there's a slight discrepancy in our stature uh it's so only about
0: not not much
1: we, we used to speak together for different functions for the the state of tennessee and consulting and i always had to adjust the mic down whenever uh, jared was following me uh, on the stage they, they kept a little footstool under the uh the podium, I kind of <laughs> drug it out uh, for him.
0: So. I actually remember climbing a mic stand like a fireman's pole after you used it one time. So, <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. This has been extremely uh, insightful and I think helpful for a lot of educators and districts out there. So can, excited to see the continued progress and and how this develops out for you and tune in yeah. Next time, listeners, for uh, this was a riveting episode, boom. Oh, I, uh, I like what you did there. I like that. <laughs> and uh, next episode uh, we think is going to be special as well. We won't uh, reveal. You'll have to tune in what, for our uh, secret uh, episode discussion. So looking forward to the next <laughs> podcast.